I'm Jeff Gehrman, an investigative reporter with the Las Vegas Review-Journal. I'm your guide for season two of Mobbed Up, The Fight for Las Vegas. You're in with every gangster and hoodlum in the United States. I don't go for that, Mr. Kennedy. I don't go for that kind of action. I was on television accused of fronting for the mob. Subscribe to Mobbed Up, The Fight for Las Vegas, season two, today on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Vegas Nation. It's time for First and Ten with your hosts, Vinny Bonsignor and Sam Gordon. What is good, Raider Nation? Welcome back to Vegas Nation First and Ten, your weekly go-to for Raider news and analysis. Uh, Coming off a... Another hot week here uh, in Las Vegas. Still getting used to the heat, uh, I got to say, although it's kind of crazy to think about. And I'm going to talk to uh, uh, Sam Gordon, our great teammate here at the Las Vegas Review Journal, about this in one second. After a steady diet of like 115s and 116s, when it gets down to like 101, you're ready to put a jacket on. That's how... um, crazy this heat is it's funny because when you're heading into the summer 101 feels horrible but then after about a you know six days of 115 116 you're like i'm begging for 101 uh sam um and before we get to sam just want to say that uh, first and ten is brought to you by uh the las vegas review journal and presented by bluewire.com sam have you gotten to that point too where you know 101 actually feels pretty good uh, yeah. at times. <laughs> it's, isn't that wild, Vinny? Like, think you can think it. Well, 101 is ridiculous, right? Anywhere else in the country, that <laughs> is ridiculously hot, except for maybe Phoenix. And then here we get 101 or 99. It's like, okay, yeah, this is bearable. You know, this is this is totally doable. It's it, it, This ain't nothing. So uh, I long for the days when, when we can get – when it can remain this way and we, where we can be done with the 115. But I have a feeling we're going to get more 115-degree days. Uh, as the summer rolls along. I agree. Um, and uh, just for some perspective, though, it seems like it's hot everywhere. I mean, I have, uh, you know, friends in, in the Pacific Northwest and, you know, it's getting to 114 up in Portland for crying out loud. So <laughs> something's going on. That was That's never, ever been the case. Uh, so something's going on uh, out there. Sam, uh, I want to get right to something uh, that uh, that kind of uh, it happened over the weekend. And I think uh, Derek Carr was over at a uh, some sort of a fundraiser event. And I believe it was in Fresno uh, where he went to college, uh, obviously Fresno State University, big star there, uh, along with a certain wide receiver by the name of Devontae Adams, who now plays for the Green Bay Packers. And I'm not sure uh, if you saw this or not, yep. uh, but um, uh, Derek was on uh, ABC uh, up in up in Fresno uh, with Bree Mellon. And he had uh, this to say when asked, you know, hey, would you be interested in uh, playing with uh, Devante again? And by the way, Devante is a free agent at the end of this year. This is Derek Carr. I've learned in this business, you never shut the door on anything. I know that he's obviously the best receiver. Everyone said one of the best. He's the best in the N- receiver in the NFL. The guy is unbelievable. He's been one of my best friends since we were in college together. I love the guy. I would always welcome to play with him again. I think it would unlock some things in both of us that people haven't seen yet. I'm always open to that, and I will be recruiting very hard. When that time time comes, it will be a full court press. Mm. Seems like Derek Carr uh, is going to let it be known to everybody, including his good friend Devontae Adams and probably some decision makers uh, at the Raiders facility in Henderson that he really wants Devontae Adams. I know it's kind of fun, and it's, you know, whether it actually happens, uh, there's a lot that has to happen 
before then, including uh, the Green Bay Packers deciding to maybe move on uh, from Devontae Adams. But um, what do you make of uh, Derek Carr putting out the initial full court press on uh, one Devontae Adams? Well, uh, you know, he says that, you know, the recruitment where, you know, you alluded to the recruitment not really starting until next year. But Vinny, but this feels like the recruitment starting right now. Yes. So keep planting those seeds. Right. And I think, um, you know, it's understandable. It's it's understandable. Like he said, Devontae Adams is, in my mind, a top three receiver in the league. You can certainly make the case that he's the best receiver in the league. You, look, you take a look at what he was able to do last season, 115 catches, 1,374 yards, the 18 touchdowns. of Vinny, that's only in 14 games. You know, he dealt with some nagging injuries throughout the course of last year. 18 touchdowns in 14 games, led the league with 98.1 yards per game, caught 77.2% of the passes thrown his way. The guy, like, all the numbers – they back up what we watch when we see him play. There's not a route he can't run. There's not a defensive back he can't shake, uh, whether it's at the line of scrimmage or whether it's down the field. He is as complete of a receiver as they come. And uh, and frankly, for as good as some of the receivers, I mean, Derek Carr's played with Amari Cooper. Uh, he's played with Darren Waller, you know, technically a tight end, uh, but, but can line up anywhere. But he hasn't played with anybody quite like Devontae Adams. And they, you know, they, they set all types of crazy records together playing at Fresno State. You would imagine some of that chemistry is still there. And. Uh, why not plant the seeds now? Why, why not? Why not get this thing, get this ball rolling early, and let 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 the 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 NFL and let the Raiders know what he's thinking? Yeah, and um, it's 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 funny because I talked to uh, Derek a couple of weeks ago, and he was telling me, you know, he was like, "Hey, Vinny, I, I'd be lying if I didn't tell you that I've had conversations with other players on other teams." And he was talking about how other players from other teams were kind of recruiting him like hey man come here to be our quarterback and it's only natural you have friends in the league yeah, and yeah. you're gonna have typical you know uh, friend talks like yo man we would love to have you as our quarterback and uh so i can imagine uh that this conversation has probably already happened on a um you know uh uh, non-official kind of a way just between a couple of friends and, and Derek Carr and Devontae Adams. Um, he's from Palo Alto, uh, Redwood City, California. He went to Palo Alto High School, Fresno State, obviously uh, a, a teammate of, of Derek's there at Fresno State. And and Derek always talks about Devontae Adams when he's comparing wide receivers, even with the Raiders. You know, he's dropped a couple. Kind of reminds me of my days in Fresno State with Devontae Adams. So obviously he's there on the radar. Uh, but again, just projecting, what would a Devontae Adams look like on the Raiders? Oh, geez. I mean, with him and Darren Waller out there, with Darren Waller <clears throat> drawing all kinds of coverage across the middle of the field and Devontae Adams getting, you know, one-on-one matchups out wide, or it's like pick your poison. That would, I think that would easily become one of the best tandems uh, in the NFL or the best pass-catching uh, duos. And, and he would give the Raiders – I mean, he's so complete as a receiver. Like I said, I mean, there's no kind of route he can't run. There's nothing he can't do. He's as crisp of a route runner as, as there is in the league. And he's got enough speed to get deep, you know, when, when he shakes free of uh, defensive backs at the line of scrimmage. So – um, it would just be it would just be a, it would just be so dynamic. He'd be the dynamic kind of playmaker uh, on the perimeter, you know, full time on the perimeter that this team hasn't had. in, I don't know since when Jerry Rice and even Jerry Rice was you know forty. I mean, Amari Cooper um, was good with the Raiders. I don't think he was he was quite at the level he is now with Dallas. So it would it would definitely he definitely bring a game breaking presence. And he's you know twenty eight years old would be twenty nine next season in the prime of his career. And there's some uncertainty in Green Bay. Like, what's going to happen with Aaron Rodgers? You know, is he going to – where is that situation going? Like, it would make sense if Devontae Adams wanted to consider other options. And he even, you know, kind of put that out there in the, earlier this summer in an interview with Colin Coward, you know, that, you know, he's got a 
you know, look out for himself too. And maybe looking out for himself means coming back and play with the Raiders and, and reunite with, with Derek Carr. What do you th- what do you think it would look like if he was out here? Well, um, I think it would be a perfect fit without question. Just so everyone knows, um, the Raiders are right as of right now are projected to have fifty two million dollars fifty three million dollars under the salary cap uh, next year. Uh, and I and I gotta say that um, you know if you if you watch and have been paying attention to the way the Raiders do their contracts. They've been doing it in a very shrewd way. Even the free agent contracts that they've that they've done, um, you know, uh, a lot of it is done where they don't they don't extend themselves uh, or, or leverage themselves um, to in a way that jeopardizes their their future uh, cap situations. They're one of the better teams now uh, at making sure that you know they pay their bills on time and and it gives them flexibility and freedom uh, in the future. So when you look at you know even with paying you know uh, Kenyon Drake uh, the bulk of his money next year or at least more than half of his money next year, the Colton Miller uh, contract extension. There's some contract extensions that are probably going to be coming here fairly soon. They're in very very good shape uh, as far as the salary cap goes uh, next year. So just keep that in mind. But yeah, I would definitely think, um, you know, uh, Devontae Adams would, would certainly fit with the Raiders in like a glove. It would be uh, a, a perfect kind of a marriage. Now, having said all that, we both know how this kind of works, Sam. Uh, and, and you know, Derek was at a, uh, it was some sort of an event, local event at, at, at you know, in Fresno, talking to a local Fresno uh, TV reporter. Uh, the question was about Devontae Adams, um, you know, so it was, he was, I think he was having a little bit of fun with sure. it. Um, and, and, you know, uh, and, and I'm sure that he's going to make calls, you know, when that time comes. Uh, but uh, just to let everyone know that, you know, sometimes when you go to your hometown and it's the hometown reporter and you're talking about one of your hometown friends, um, you know, you're going to you're going to uh, put your friends in the best light you know, possible. So but there's no doubt in my mind. I'm sure Derek Carr uh, would want to play uh, for Devontae with, De- with Devontae Adams again. And why not? Um, speaking of Derek Carr, uh, he also got caught up in the news a little bit. Um, not his own doing, um, but I don't know if he caught the whole thing with uh, pro football talk, um, you know, uh, speculating. And I and I and I use that word uh, very uh, fiercely. It was total speculation based on, um, you know, a couple of people in the NFL matrix who strongly suggested or that. You know, uh, Tom Brady in his comments on uh, on on, on uh, what's it called the shop, the show, the shop, yep. uh, where he was you know questioning why a certain team uh, would stick with a certain quarterback rather than signing you know Tom Brady as a free agent. Um, every name out there has been bandied about, and now including uh, Tom or excuse me Derek Carr. Um, so you know, uh, I. You know me, and and sometimes you know uh, seeing red that I that I sometimes see. Sometimes the Italian comes out on me a little <laughs> bit. I I had to say something. Um, I, I thought it was irresponsible by Pro Football Talk uh, to put something out there like that. I know that we hold ourselves to a high standard. Our editors hold hold us to a high standard. There's no way that we're going to be able to write a story, nor would we even want to. That used. <laughs> those type of source that type that type of sourcing um and i know it's all fun and games uh at the, you know at, at the end of the day but you know what, what what tom brady said uh was pretty disparaging to somebody um and and here's i'm gonna i'm gonna give you my theory um uh sam and i, and I want you to to respond as well i kind of think knowing tom brady the way he's wired i think he would say that about there's maybe there's maybe three quarterbacks in the nfl 
at this given moment where he wouldn't have said something like that about like, right. if, like, if, like if there were 28 other teams, 29 other teams, um, you know, that, that he was interested in playing for right now, I think short of an Aaron Rodgers, short of Patrick Mahomes, I, and maybe I don't even know after that, That's to be it. honest with you. You know what I'm saying? Like, like yeah. I don't think he was necessarily talking about anybody specifically. I think he was. I think that's how he would feel about any team's quarterback that's not named Tom Brady. Well, that's the supreme confidence that Tom Brady has played with his entire career. That 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 is based on the supreme focus and preparation that he's had, and that's you know that kind of attitude and competitive nature, right? Is why he's still. They're so great at 43, going to be 44, right? Like that's the mentality that he that he operates with, that he competes with. So I think that's a you know like like you said, I think that's a fair point. It could have been anybody. Like he probably feels that way about like you said, just about every quarterback in the league. Because why shouldn't he? He's Tom Brady. He just won the Super Bowl with a new team in his first year. And oh by the way, before that, he had six other Super Bowl rings. So uh, he 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 guy you know kind of gets to talk like that more or less and. You know, like you said, it's it's created some fun speculation and it's, you know, fun banter and whatnot. But I think it's really hard to pinpoint who exactly he was talking about because that, that term, like you said, could be applied to so many different quarterbacks. I'm Jeff Gehrman, an investigative reporter with the Las Vegas Review Journal. I'm your guide for season two of Mobbed Up, The Fight for Las Vegas. You're in with every gangster and hoodlum in the United States. I don't go for that, Mr. Kennedy. I don't go for that kind of action. I was on television accused of fronting for the mob. Subscribe to Mobbed Up, The Fight for Las Vegas, Season 2, today on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, and I think he truly believes that about every quarterback in the league, not named Aaron Rodgers and and Patrick Mahomes, and who knows, maybe that's what he thinks about those. You know, uh, that's the kind of confidence that he has in in his own game. Uh, and also, uh, if you've watched that show, and I have, uh, it just it's the settings kind of conducive to that. It's yeah. a barbershop. <laughs> you know, what do we do when we're at the barbershop with all our friends and stuff, and we're, we're talking, you know what, um, you know, and, and challenging each other and and arguing and all that kind of. stuff stuff it's it's kind of conducive uh to that sort of a comment but i just think that you know you know maybe i'm taking it a little bit too far but i just think that sometimes you know if you're a reputable um uh, or news organization you know you, you can you can speculate maybe you know offer opinions on why but when you when you put a when you source it as you know uh, two two people that are connected to the nfl matrix highly speculating that it could be there you know it's just like well either they said it was or they said or 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 not you know unless you've talked to tom brady um and i doubt many people have then you you are literally just speculating and that's why tom you know tom brady's not stupid like he he wanted to keep it ambiguous for a reason and and he did just that and hence Hence, why all this spec- where all this speculation comes from. But I, I hear what you're saying. You know, like like you said with what, NFL Matrix. Like, what exactly does that mean? Who knows? <laughs> whether whether that's whether it's Derek Carr, whether it's Jimmy Garoppolo, whether it's like you said, one of the other 28, 29 starting quarterbacks in the NFL. I don't know. But uh, it's the summertime, right? <laughs> and we need something to talk about. So you know, that's that's what it is. So. So, you know, Derek Carr is um, uh, on the last two years of his contract, uh, the money, the, the guaranteed portion of his money has already been paid out. Um, 
you know, there is talk, and I know, you know, in talking to Derek Carr, uh, I asked him specifically, would you be interested in signing a, a you know, a, a new contract, a long-term contract, and he would love it. Obviously, this is where he wants to be. He wants to finish his career with the Raiders. He wants, he has some unfinished business that he wants to uh, uh, tend to, and, and he wants it to be here uh, with the Raiders. That said, um, as, as he moves into year four uh, w- w- with John Gruden, it looks like he's got maybe um, as complete a team around him uh, as he's had since being here, um, you know, with the Raiders, when you talk about what they have around him in terms of the offensive weapons, some proven, some that might be on the cusp of, of, of breakthrough seasons, um, a younger offensive line that, you know, uh, the Raiders are keeping their fingers crossed is, is going to protect him better and, and be better in the run game uh, blocking. Uh, and then a defense that at least on paper, Sam, yep. uh, is better than it was last year and has the potential to maybe be significantly better in some areas. And I'm pointing to the defensive line yep. uh, specifically. Um you know where where are the Raiders and, and Derek Carr right now, and uh, can you see him and the Raiders, you know, putting another ring on the finger uh, and making this a, a, a an even longer term uh, uh, re- relationship? Yeah, I mean, I think depending on how he performs in twenty twenty one, I think it's absolutely feasible, and it would make sense for both sides because if you want to move on from a quarterback, you have that means you have to have a better option in mind. And, and yes, granted, there are you, you see young quarterbacks coming into the league and having success, but do you really want to – you've invested so much time in, in the development of Derek Carr and, and building an offense around him and, like you said, investing in the defense. Now, do you really just want to move on from him after he's played pretty well, you know, most all things considered throughout the course of his career? And if you just take a look at 2020, uh, career high in passing yards, career high in uh, passer rating, career high in total QBR – uh, he's been very, very consistent throughout the course of his career. He doesn't, you know, he doesn't throw a lot of interceptions. He's going to take care of the ball. He can make every throw. And I think there are some intangible leadership qualities that he's had um, that have materialized throughout the course of his career. He's a former MVP candidate. You take a look at that 2016 season. Uh, I know we're, you know, we're five years removed from that now, and that's quite, quite some a ways away. But when he had the right set, uh, cast around him, this is a playoff team, and you, you need great teammates and you need it's a, it's a team game football's the ultimate team game so with the improvements that this team has made if he were to duplicate his performance from last year or play at a similar level and to me Vinny he was a you know top 10-ish quarterback last year right top third of the NFL uh, maybe a little better and he, he you know on on any given Sunday there are a couple games where he I mean he, he outplayed Patrick Mahomes right like he he has that kind of ability so I don't what what better option do they have? Like Derek Carr's a really good quarterback, and it, I expect this team to be um, in playoff contention this year. Now I don't know if that means they're going to make the playoffs, but again, the expectation should be to compete for a playoff berth with a top ten ish offense and with the improvements that they made on defense. If he can get this team into the playoffs, I think it totally makes sense. He's he's given a lot to this franchise. There's no doubt about it. What do what do you think? Uh, I agree, and you know I, I I've contended um, you know f- for a little while now that. You know, Derek Carr has played um, at an acceptable level as, as a quarterback. Yes, there are quarterbacks that are better in the NFL, but good luck going and getting those, uh, you know, uh, uh, better quarterbacks. And, you know, short of just starting over with a, with a, 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 a you know, a new, a new quarterback and just kind of rolling the dice and, you know, drafting somebody really high and move, maybe moving up in the draft to get somebody to, to just start all over. I don't see that happening uh, either. Uh, I think the Raiders are comfortable with where they are right now at quarterback. Uh, and I don't believe 
and I wouldn't take that to mean like they're settling in any other way. I think they're truly comfortable with who they have at quarterback uh, and what they have at quarterback in their mind. And and I think rightfully so it's fixing other areas. Yep. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's getting that defense in order. And, you know, the, the, the question that I wrestle with is um, on paper, obviously this defense looks better. Uh, and uh, there, There's no question about it, you know, but we've, it's, I, I think we've 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 talked last year. Um, it looked like going into the season, uh, it was better than it was the year before. I think there were a lot of factors that you know kind of conspired against that defense making the necessary improvements. Um, and we've talked a lot about what those reasons are. No off season, a lot of new faces. Maybe the coaching messaging, you know, wasn't wasn't getting through. I think I think all of those things have been addressed. There has been an off season. Um, you know, there hasn't been as much turnover yep. uh, in personnel. Um, I think we talked about it last night on the on the radio show. Um, you know, when you really think about uh, the the positions that they had to find new starters. And maybe it's only just one, maybe just only a couple, really, that free safety position and the slot quarterback position. We'll see what happens with Damon Arnett and Casey Hayward. But if Casey Hayward beats out Damon Arnett, that's probably means that there, there was an upgrade at that position. But it wasn't these massive changes. Um, it was very subtle in terms of um, – and also unique in Gagway, I should say. So so three three spots maybe that, that are open for you know new, new starters. Um, I, 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 the question is – Yes, it's gotten better on paper, but how much better has it gotten? And where does it need to be for the Raiders to legitimately be able to get to the end of the season, uh, whether it's in the playoff hunt or have secured um, a, a playoff spot by that last game of the season? Oh, I'm sure to, to, to answer that question, right? Like this was a bottom five unit in the league last year. and they Bottom three. Bottom three. There you go. Bottom three unit. And they were still right there. Like there was you, – you point to three, four plays, you know – the tight situ, you know, situational defense in three or four games, and eight and eight is ten and six, and or eleven and five, and that, and then you're in the playoffs, and that's with a bottom three unit. So my thoughts, Vinny, like if if you can go from bottom three to just middle of the pack, 16, 17, 18, like you're, then it completely changes uh, the trajectory and the potential of this team. Like, what do you think? I agree, and uh, you know, I guess in sheer numbers. You know, if they could get down to 22 points a game, 21 points a game, um, then, you know, I don't expect this offense to take much of a step back, if anything. And and there's a chance that it could be even more uh, uh, explosive and more efficient. I think they're really looking for better efficiency in that red zone, scoring more touchdowns rather than field goals. Um, you know, uh, running the ball a little bit better, uh, converting better on on those third and short situations, and sometimes those fourth and shorts short situations. So there's there's the possibility that this defense that the offense is going to be even better than it was last year. So I think if the Raiders defense can get it to that 21, 22 point per game uh, average, they're going to be in really good shape. And I don't see why that's not possible. Um, I I really don't. I think they're going to be able to create more pressure on the quarterback. I think that's going to lead to to more turnovers. I think it's going to put them in better positions on some third downs. Uh, they They were terrible on getting teams off the field on third downs. Everything that I just mentioned, sacks, turnovers, uh, third down of uh, defensive efficiency was was way down, like uh, you know third worst in the NFL, close to that area. Um, if they can get that again to middle ground, then it just completely changes uh, everything about this defense. And frankly, 
I, I don't see why that can't happen. I don't. I, I, I believe the coaching is there. I think there's good enough talent now, um, and more experience now, um, more continuity. Um, I think it would be a, a huge letdown, uh, and and I, I'd be scratching my head, Sam, if it didn't if if it couldn't improve to to that level. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned the coaching, Vinny, because we we haven't even. I mean, I know we talked about this guy, you know, quite a bit, but Gus Bradley, he is a stabilizer. Like that's just what he does. If you look at his history, uh, at his stops defensively, he he is able to just kind of stabilize that side of the ball, and he's really good at developing young players. And he inherits a defense that has a lot of young players. Uh, that you know maybe they weren't obviously they weren't as young as they were last year but still have room for growth and, and are still early enough in their careers where there could be some formative co- coaching and development there and it, that would also create some cohesion and, and raise the ceiling of this defense so not only do you upgrade in personnel but you bring in an experienced defensive coordinator that has a track record of player development that's going to put these guys in positions to be you know in the position to play their best football and, and to be successful and just kind of raises um, raises the floor, if you will, of what this defensive unit is going to look like. Absolutely. And it's something that we're certainly going to be keeping an eye on uh, moving forward. Can't wait to get the training camp to actually see it uh, out there, um, you know, uh, in action and, you know, get to the joint practices against the Rams, some preseason games to uh, to, to get a, to get a, a good look at, at this Raiders defense. Because to me, uh, it's it's. I'm I'm counting on the offense, relative, staying relatively the same. Uh, the Raiders need that defense to get fixed, and to me, that's what it all kind of boils down to: uh, the success or lack of uh, that they're going to have uh, uh, next week. Just want to say thanks to all uh, all of our listeners. Uh, really appreciate you guys tuning in. The numbers have been great. Uh, keep uh, keep a lookout for us. Uh, whether you're downloading the app, you know Vegas Nation, or, or going to VegasNation.com, we got you covered on all the Raider coverage. Uh, plenty of podcasts, lots of visual, um, you know, type stuff, uh, videos, um, you know, all the stories that we do. Uh, we do it for you guys, and we truly appreciate the support. Want to say thanks to Larry Muir, our great producer, uh, always making us sound good. And Sam, uh, thank you so much uh, for everything you do. Uh, we will talk to you next week. Have a great week. I'll talk to you guys next week. I'm Jeff Gehrman, an investigative reporter with the Las Vegas Review Journal. In partnership with the Mob Museum, I'm your guide for season two of Mobbed Up, The Fight for Las Vegas, a true story about money. And so it was their piggy bank. They had the ability to get loans for whoever they wanted to get loans for. Crime. You're in with every gangster and hoodlum in the United States. I don't go for that, Mr. Kennedy. I don't go for that kind of action. And the battle to control the strip. I was on television accused of fronting for the mob. We were very angry and very upset, and we knew we had been double-crossed. Subscribe to Mobbed Up, The Fight for Las Vegas, Season 2, today on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by Pro Group Management. Additional sponsorship provided by El Cortez and the Golden Steer.